swords with handle art to spar trolls and charge tolls to cross roads where bandits are. Catacombs and giant doors protect the chests and stores and legendary items with the dragon bones and iron It's ore. a grand theft of Elder Scrolls, Simon's quest with Toe and Earl, rocket shoes to every crew, Easter eggs and gaming news. The POTUS need some bad dudes to crash a crew like Bandicoot. All shit and gaming and glitch control issues. Control issues. Yes, yes, y'all. Yes, y'all. Yes, yes, y'all. Well, this is Control Issues. I am the AMC. And this is a dub. You can find us at control-issues.com. You can also go to your podcast provider, whoever that may be. Look for Control Issues. Download it. Subscribe to it. Rate it. Review it. Do it. Also, head on over to twitch.tv slash control issues pod where you can watch gameplay videos that we broadcast for your viewing pleasure. And head on over to Twitter. My control issues is the handle. AMC, how you living? Living well. Um, great week so far, other than kids are kids are sick again, but kids are always sick. So yes. so much mucus. <laughs> it's, it's it's just not stuff. <laughs> Uh, trying not to get sick. And that's like the the worst thing is when they are sick. That's when they are. That's when they want you sleeping in their room. That's when they want you holding them so they just breathe those germs all up in your face. So yeah, it's it's a lot. Um, but outside of that, I finished Peacemaker. That oh, was, that was incredible. Yes, it was. <laughs> that was incredible. It was a uh, surprisingly good. Like I, I well, not surprising because people said it was good, but you know, you never know if. The hype is gonna meet what people what your expectations are. And you never know if other people's good is your good. Yeah. And it was it was absolutely that. It was um from beginning to end, Russell and I were hooked, couldn't wait to watch each episode. A lot of intrigue. They'd always just give you just a little nugget of information at the end of each episode that would get you geared up for the next episode. Just we'd discuss what would happen, what was going to happen, and get to the final episode and even there, there are certain things that we're sitting there and are like, but they didn't, they never addressed this. They never addressed what a Kung Fu master is trying to warn them about. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then you finally get all that in the final episode and it was, it was glorious. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was a great show all together. Did they, did they announce that they're going to do a season two? Uh, I'm going to look it up. I hope they are. I think they are. Yeah, I hope so. But um, if they were to end it that way, I, I wouldn't be mad at that because that was an amazing season of uh, superhero programming. Just very different from what you what I'm used to seeing. Like the closest I maybe tone wise would be like the boys, but even then, it's still different from what the boys was bringing, and I enjoyed it for that. Just a mm-hmm. great show altogether. Um, and then uh, and then on on a personal level, I've been into. I've just been knee deep in wrestling, like WWE wrestling for the past, like uh, about like a year, not a full year, for, but about like a year. My coworkers just all about it. Had a, so you're back into it. huh? Oh, so back. I'm so back into it that I got Peacock so I could watch the Royal Rumble this weekend. <laughs> is, so, it, is it going to be broadcast on there for subscribers or do you have to pay an extra fee? Nah, it's uh, so it's so how Peacock does it is they have a free tier. 
um and that's i i guess it's like all their old shows like all the nbc universal old shows so it's like something like forty thousand shows but it's a free tier and obviously like a ton of ads then they have a premium tier which is five bucks a month which is ad supported but you don't get access to wwe and then there is the premium i guess plus tier is <laughs> that platinum plus the mm. premium plus <laughs> tier that one is 10 bucks a month and with that you then get access to wwe and whatever other like uh, um programming that they put behind that extra premium tier so i basically just paid 10 bucks for the month so i could watch royal rumble interesting um, i gotta see if my brother what tier my brother's paying for i might be able to watch that oh yeah because if, if you don't have ads then you're on that tier if you do have ads then it's the five dollar tier that's the difference um and so yeah watch the royal rumble last didn't watch the entire event but i watched the uh the the royal the actual men's royal rumble which is absolutely incredible enjoyed all of that they had some some surprise show ups which is always great there's some some great like surprise eliminations from you know some of the the untouchable people uh it just just a good overall event I'm I'm so back into wrestling and it's great <laughs> as an adult to be into it and you know what's different is so i fell off for a period just because you know you fall off of wrestling you get into it and then it, it would get bad with like vince mcmahon because just some, sometimes just the way vince decided to carry out storylines he would just forget things like you know how almost like comparable is was it akira toriyama with like, oh, dragon Ball? Super, super saiyan 2 he forgot it existed <laughs> yeah like he would just he would forget things that happened because he had just been working on it for so long and it would show up and if you were paying attention and that's how wwe would get like just some of the decisions that he would do um and now that he's been out which he's been working his way back in if you've been following that narrative but yeah, once he when he ousted when he was ousted or he was ousted basically by himself because of everything that was brought up against him uh triple h took over the the creative and the booking and everybody's been loving it since then Damn. and once i once i started hearing about that i was like all right i might get back into it so then i um the big the big kicker was i started listening to a good wrestling podcast and so with that they kind of get into a lot of the details of like breaking down what's going on behind the scenes and it gives you a I guess almost like a more full picture of like how certain things are playing out. And that's why like you'd see certain things in the past and be like, that didn't really make sense. And then you learn like, oh, that's a Vince McMahon's booking. So you kind of get a style yeah. of a certain person's creative. Where Triple H, he's been handling stories very well that has been so intriguing. One one of the main stories is this bloodline story. And I've been like just <laughs> all about it. And so because of that, it's they got my hook, they got the hooks in me. And so I got the Royal Rumble, watched that. That was amazing. Um, it's a six-hour event, so I only watched like the first hour and a half. So I got I got a little bit to watch ahead of me. Uh, one thing I will say about the Peacock app that I that, that I wasn't happy with. Um, it is what it is. When you're, I guess, when you're a dad who's trying to watch it, it just makes things a lot harder. But um, at least that I noticed on, like, say, like the ESPN Plus app, when you watch a live event, you can go back and start it from the beginning. But with the Peacock app, with the Royal Rumble, it had a two-hour window, and so it started. The event started at five, and you know I wasn't going to watch it until the kids were put down to sleep, and I didn't have to worry about them. So started at five. I didn't get to it until three. I mean, I mean until eight, which means that basically, if I went went back two hours, I missed a chunk of two hours of the 
eight started at five yeah so i missed a, a chunk an hour at least of the programming and so because of that i couldn't watch the live thing because i couldn't go couldn't go all the way to the very beginning so i had to wait until 11 p.m at night for the replay to be set up so that i could then start watching the event so that was a little unfortunate um but yeah enjoyed it uh enjoyed what i watched enjoying what i'm seeing on the peacock app as far as like the programming and uh yeah life has been good at how, how have you been same old same man you know it is had a pretty shitty week spilled some seltzer water inside of my laptop immediately shut off <laughs> at oh, work damn. at work not my personal laptop but you know okay. had to had to help it out whipped out the leatherman multi-tool unscrewed it <laughs> they broke out the the bag of salt or not salt uh, <laughs> the rice, rice. <laughs> rice yeah. no you have your rice at all <laughs> It, it wasn't a lot of water. I had to bust it open. I had to disconnect the battery, dry some shit off, leave it for them. Yeah, still works, still strong. Nice. So yeah, I get my I get my laptop back next week, which is great because the laptop I'm working on is not handling this. That loaner <laughs> laptop. Yeah. <laughs> so got it. Like it, it's just having issues, and I'm just like, God, I need my laptop back. <laughs> so yeah, excited about that. Uh, had. A nice dinner with some of my old co-workers just catching up having a good time got some sushi it was, nice. it, was it was splendid uh yeah and that's about it you know i've been lazy as hell haven't been working out <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> trying try to keep it together but i i gotta get back on my thing man i, I want to get back to like reading a few pages every day and studying i gotta get back on that uh like all those gotta, all those like and like leveling up stuff <laughs> yeah i just yeah. At, at some point i guess once the holidays rolled around it was just that blitz of you know get get all this work done get all these things done hit these deadlines and you know going and buying gifts and cleaning up and paying yeah. bills you just need a break. family shit it was just yeah like, i need to like just lay down for a while so i think i've done enough of that it's time to get back <laughs> on <laughs> time to get back on my shit and yeah, looking forward to it. Well, since you weren't on your shit, I know you've been gaming. So what you've been gaming on? What shit you've been gaming on? Well, a couple of things. So first of all, you guys know that Overwatch is a mainstay in the rotation. Mm-hmm. Although I haven't, I haven't played much this week because of the other game I've been playing. Yeah. But yeah, with with Overwatch, you know, I'm I'm coming in it. I, I have a good ritual. Whenever I pick it up, I got to get at least three wins, then I can turn it off. So I don't, I know that if I wanted to, I could just play that game nonstop. So, you know, got to set boundaries, set limits, use your time more effectively. Uh, just rotating on the tank and damage, you know, tank style. I'll bring out Sigma just to see how far I can push things. If it's getting serious, if there's melee characters out there, if there's more risen symmetries out there, then it's like, okay, you got to bring out the big gun. You got to bring yeah, out that's... the Orissa to start crushing squishies and just surviving, being that that focal point of damage that you just can't take down, running people in the corners, javelin spear, javelin spinning, javelin throwing. Yeah. <laughs> it's a great time. AMC flying behind me, powering me up, keeping me alive. Got E single flanking, hitting bulls with grenades in the face. It's all good times. We always we tend to do well together and then we tend to do not so well together. 
yeah, I, I almost feel like like the algorithm just changes up on us, <laughs> and then yeah. they're just like, give them, give them the god tier. They've been winning too much. Yeah, they, they're pretty good in bronze. Let's give them some silver. Pockets. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I thought they ain't ready for that silver. I mean, sometimes we pull it out against yeah. against the higher ranked team, or not the higher ranked team. I don't know what the teams are ranked, but just the like sometimes the team will come out the gate and it's just getting in our asses, and then we'll make our adjustments. We'll come out. We'll find some kind of synergy. We'll figure out who who their main contributors are. Focus on them. Take them out. Keep them off the board for as long as possible, or just like remove them from the conflict. I'll, I'm getting better at getting the the quick environmental easy kills. Taking that Arisa, pushing people over the side. Just like, okay, you want to fight me here? Okay, let me move over here. Go fight me here. Push it in the water. <laughs> and now you're done. A, a tank that would take several minutes to take down, gone in an instant, full hell. <laughs> I love it more than anything. But yeah, about an Overwatch. Uh, I, I unlocked that that Daemon, <laughs> that title. Oh, no. Nice. Yeah, be a philosopher, but then when things get things things get thick, bring out that Daemon. <laughs> but yeah, I've been playing a lot. I've been playing a little bit of that, but I've been playing in absolute buttload of Forspoken. Nice. So this game, I've been looking forward, forward to it ever since it was Project Athia. And then it eventually got its real title, Forspoken. Ella Belenska came out and was talking about it. She's the main character playing this phrase, whisked off to the world of Athia in, in Square's Isekai. It's written by Amy Hennig and some other people. Sorry, I don't know everybody's names. <laughs> and Gary but, Witta uh, might have yeah. been on there. There we go, Gary Witta. I know that. So yeah, uh, Forspoken has been the center of a lot of discussion. <laughs> yeah, there was a demo, so people had a little hands-on. They could get an idea of what the game was about. And now the full release is out. I skipped the demo. You know, I heard a lot of the things people have been saying about that game coming up to its release. Uh, eventually it got reviewed which were you know kind of middling i'm playing the game i'm having the time of my life so a little a little context when i was looking at forespoken i was primarily interested in the combat system as well as the traversal i really enjoyed parkour elements in games and this having magic parkour where you're running at higher speeds, you're able to run up walls and jump up walls, and then you have all kinds of traversal tools, like you can surf on water, and you can you can use a, a flame whip to grab certain parts of the environment and swing yourself further. It's you you got you can just dodge enemy attacks. One thing that Forspoken does extremely well that I've been appreciating over the whole time that I spent with the game, which is dozens of hours. I think I'm over forty hours now. Uh, I've beaten the second major boss in the game i've unlocked the third set of spells i have my purple magic my red magic and my now my blue magic so the purple is like earth rocks and things like that so like terrakinesis and then fire is like pyrokinesis you got your flame sword you got your flame spear and you got your blue magic which is like hydrokinesis, you throw water balls, you shoot ice arrows and things like that. And each of these trees also has an entire wheel of 
support spells. So there might be fire traps. There might be fire minions. There, there's all kinds of cleansing spells in case you get debuffs on you and you can pull those off and turn them into in buffs. Like you have, you know, a, a thing that reaches up out of the ground and collects all the resources within a given area. You know, you have you got smoke bombs or like ice bombs, and you can catch enemies in giant water bubbles. <laughs> it's, it's all kinds of stuff, and the game is centered around you being able to switch between all these different spell sets, access all these different spells, and utilize the tools you need in a given situation, depending on enemy types and vulnerability. You know, some things might be better against flying enemies, other things might be better against melee, some might be better against these guys who are vulnerable to fire, these guys are vulnerable to water, the archers coming out. All the while, you're just zipping and running and flipping around the battlefield because the way they have that system implemented is you basically just hold the circle button and that's like your your magic parkour button and if you can do the perfect dodges and things if you time enemy attacks but you can also get a similar effect if you just hold the button and let the game do it so what by doing it that way and not having to respond to each individual attack that's coming your way, it allows this like anime style combat where a barrage of fireballs is coming at you and you're you're just like jumping and twisting between each fireball. <laughs> it's just like this is the greatest shit I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> it's amazing. Doing that, pulling out your flame sword, doing your area attacks. Ah, it it's awesome. It, Leading up to the release, one of the major things about the game that people were poking fun at was this 30-second clip that Square put out with, you know, not the best example of the game story and dialogue, but because of that clip, people just wrote it off like, oh, the writing sucks, the story sucks. Playing the game, the story and the writing are fine, especially when you see and experience everything in the context of what's going on and where you are in the game. Like, Frey as a character has been getting a bad rap. Like, oh, he's a terrible character. I dislike her and all the talking. Like, all that stuff is so innocuous when you're playing the game. It's not doing anything. It's like, Jesus, it's just an experience. But it's one of the reasons why I'm glad I play things instead of just listening to other people. Because honestly, this it's right up there on that level of infamous for me. It, because that's what I was looking for and this game more than delivers that it's like infamous but in a bigger world with more powers and abilities at your disposal so yeah man I'm having a blast with it I have streamed virtually every hour of the game I've played on twitch.tv slash control issues pod if anybody wants to check it out yes. um, I'm getting to the point where my magic is getting to that that guy body level where I'm just mm -hmm. coming in like basic enemies. I'll hit them with my basic attacks. They're done in like two or three hits, bigger enemies. Once they use like bigger enemies, they'll take a few charge attacks enemies that were like the tough enemies that were kind of big. I'm cutting them down. Just like I was cutting down regular enemies when I was weaker. And then there's, there's mutants, which are even bigger one-on-one -on -one fights like they're they're kind of boss fights they're i guess they're kind of like that that entry level boss fight so you can go there and then 
you know, you get some experience, you get whatever is inside the treasure chest, usually some kind of resource or something you can use to upgrade your medicine pouch or your resource pouch or your, your cloak or your rings, uh, not your rings, your necklace. And then I found this other boss fight, which was the most difficult thing <laughs> that I've ever experienced in that game by a wide margin. It's um, in a region called Praenost. It's an enemy known as the Gigas. So this thing looks like and plays like the Flame Lurker from Demon Souls. So that brought back some very pleasant nightmares. And yeah, it was... I spent probably a half hour just chipping away at this thing. And in hindsight, I think it would have been better if I came back using blue magic because I was I was hitting it with my earth magic, which it was somewhat resistant to. And I needed something that was vulnerable to so I could do max damage and better damage. But yeah, I, I toughed it out. I learned its moveset. I had to leave the battlefield a couple of times, set up camp, replenish my restoratives, and then get back and... That experience really fit in well with, you know, the whole fantasy vibe and the whole like when you when you're reading stories or the archives of how it's like, oh, this this person fought for six days and six nights against the dragon before she finally struck the final blow. Like when I was doing that with the gigas, it felt like, damn, this shit is like it's it's taking time. I gotta take a break. I gotta go back, try to find it again not find it again i know exactly where it is but i gotta go back into its lair start this whole thing up again and just chisel this thing down that's that's a pretty good idea to put into games or boss fights it's like damn like this is gonna take me a while and i'm gonna have to keep coming back here and just like whittling this thing down until it finally finally dies like too often People, like, people just want experiences where it's like, yeah, it's tough, but I figured it out. It took a few minutes, and it's done, and I'm moving on. I, I want things where it's like there's a story, and it's something that you talk about at the job with your homies the next day. It's just like, yeah, man, I started that fight. I got it down a third of the way. I had to leave and save. I'm going to play some more tomorrow, work on it again. <laughs> and talking about strategy, like, what am I doing wrong? What can I use? Yeah, man, I'm... Really enjoying Forspoken. I was spending most of my time going after the the safe houses, the observatories, which allow you to you know see a wider area and see other other places of interest on the map, and then um, getting all kinds of stat boosts to improve my my region, my health restoration, improve mm-hmm. my health, improve my defense, improve my magic power. Um, also getting cloaks necklaces nails the nails i'm getting are starting to have some pretty decent beneficial effects on them so mixing and matching those and then with the gear which is the necklaces and the cloaks even though you have a wide selection of gear all with like different looks so you can mix and match as you please but it they also allow you to place any like been a, any additional effect that you've unlocked in the game you can put on any of those two pieces of gear so it's not so much like oh i want to wear this cloak because it has the the critical damage boost it's like okay i got this cloak now i have the critical damage boost and i can put that on any cloak i want uh, the big dividing line for me with what i wear is basically the base stats up until the point 
that I was able to then upgrade those individual stats. So before I was wearing something that had high defense and I just upgraded everything else I was able to upgrade in order to make it as beneficial as what I was wearing before, but with that bonus defense. But now I can modify defense, so I max that out. And it's like, okay, now I got some. So now I have the ability to just go in and max the stats on anything I have, and then I can just get my fashion soles on. But yeah, man, it's... I'm enjoying it. It's a massive world. It looks deceptively large on the map because... When you're in the game, things are actually a little closer together and you're so fast that these distances, like things I'm going after usually say something like, you know, a thousand feet away, 1900 feet away, 3000 feet away, but you can cover that in a minute or two, <laughs> just running and swinging through the environment, getting into some scrapes along the way. But ultimately I'm having a blast. I think that people, if you're interested in the game, I think you should get your hands on it. Apparently, the demo isn't representative of the final product, or at least not entirely representative of it. And yeah, man, it, give Forspoken a chance. That's all I got to say about that. Like the the internet is basically doing a hit job on the game. At least that's the way it feels. But personally, from Adel's perspective, I think that if you're interested in it, give it a shot. You may like it, you may not. But if you're somebody who's into Infamous, if you're somebody who's just into games for the game aspect of them, which is the act of playing them, learning their mechanics, collecting their content, and just enjoying that incremental build of more power, more spells, more area to explore, more things to collect, more things to equip, I think you'll enjoy yourselves as well. But AMC, what are you playing? Um, once been long here, played the same two games, that being Kirby and Overwatch 2. Kirby put some more work in, just chiseling away at that game, beat a level here, do all the hidden objectives within it, then go it'll unlock after you complete a level it, it tends to unlock a couple of challenges around the world that you can then do i go and do those and get all the uh the time requirements after beating the uh the challenges and rinse and repeat enjoying that game also seeing now you know as we every time you do a a bonus objective you get these little waddle d's oh. and, send, and the waddle d's were basically they're the creatures that were in kirby they end up getting pulled into this new world with you then they end up getting kidnapped by the beast crew i think they're called the, they're like the beast unit or the beast crew or something like that but they're, they're, they're snatching up the wildies so you gotta you gotta get all your wildies back and then as you get them back there's this hub world that they all you know live within and that was where they all you know congregated to protect themselves from the the beast crew and so as you're bringing them back they start rebuilding their civilization and so you go back to that hub world and got new towns new new things to do new new mini games like one of them i saved enough water d's that they opened up a um we'll just call it like a, a restaurant and then you go to the restaurant and then there's a mini game where it's like oh do you want to be a server at this restaurant and next thing you know, I'm in this mini game where I'm, I'm taking orders and I'm getting the orders out. And there's this part where it's called a lunch rush, where you suddenly get a ton of customers. And you got to try to fulfill as many orders as possible. And if you do that, then each time you complete whatever the objective is on that level, then you unlock a greater difficulty. Did all that to the point where then I got like some 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 bonus, like, you know, 
things that I can then use to set up in my house because in my hub world, I got a Kirby house and I can decorate it. Mm-hmm. So um, it's, it's cool when the, uh, the mechanics build on each other. Um, there's like, there's incentive to, to do all that extra shit. So you can then use that extra shit to put it towards other extra shit. Uh, so yeah, Kirby's fun playing Overwatch too. Um, not much more to say there. Put in some work with Mercy. Also put in some work with Baptiste the other day. Um, and, you know, just pl- we're now in the tier section of the game, uh, the prestige tiers of the game. So we're just unlocking nameplates and just, you know, getting a little, just keeping my, keeping my sword sharp for the next time we jump on. So I'll jump on, I'll play as a couple of different support characters. Also played a little Kiriko as well. Um, and then so that I'm ready by the time we can get in our next session and get some, you know, some quick, some quick play in and some competitive in. And with that, a dub, let's get into these topics of the week. Uh, topics of the week. Just Not a, a little, ton. Just a little aside here. Oh yeah. If, what's up? if Kirby were to eat Larry David, would he be Kirby your enthusiasm? Kirby, but <laughs> <laughs> like those, he would turn like he would get the glasses and the hair. <laughs> yeah, hey. he always looks confused and upset. Yeah. <laughs> He gets it. He gets into it with every enemy he comes by. It's just a situation. <laughs> yeah, got to use dialogue choices to navigate your way out. <laughs> well, yeah. Nintendo, you can have that one. <laughs> yeah, that'd be the Kirby spinoff. Um, yeah, I was getting to these topics of the week. Not a ton to discuss this week. Thankfully, there was an Xbox Direct to kind of fill in the week. Um, yeah, yeah. So let's let's get into it. A dub. We got the direct, and we got some other quick hits. Um, you want to lead off with that direct real quick, that developer direct? Let's lead off with that developer direct. This happened last week. Microsoft coming out, showing us what we can expect for the first half of 2023. And, you know, it wasn't a lot of games, but I think it was quality over quantity. I mean, they showed off Minecraft Legends, which is coming out in April. It's got single player and PvP going on. You could you could have different people doing different things, which I thought was very interesting. Like someone could go off and gather the resources, which would be available to the whole team. Somebody could be back at the base building up the fortifications. Another person could be out scouting, fighting. <laughs> yeah. You just, yeah, you can just divvy up the roles. Everybody can do the Minecraft thing that they like to do the most while contributing to the overall goal of defending your base and attacking the enemy base. And then they even have some PVE elements going on there with the piglins running around. They're going to be a threat. They're going to come and attack <laughs> you on their own. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, I love that. Like, it's like, um, it's a little bit of everything. It's like real-time strategy slash, like, immersive sim <laughs> slash, like, uh, like they, they're mixing in a lot of different modes. And even, like, I was going to say the building of, like, say, like, a Fortnite, but, like, you know, Minecraft was doing that long before so like everything that you loved about minecraft with all these other you know competitive gameplay modes all mixed into this one just big genre and it's it's awesome and uh i loved it because you know i haven't played like a real-time strategy in a long time and so to to see that element of it where like you're building up like your army but then seeing that oh you got like your minions yeah with your minions going uh going to go and siege uh another town 
Uh, but with that, like, as you said, like the, the idea that you would have people who are back at the base building up like your fortifications. And we saw you have all types of fort. You got the walls, but then you also get the catapults. Um, and yeah, and then there's also somebody out foraging. So like from what I hear, like the good things that I'm hearing about uh, Grounded, it seems like it has all those elements, but then you throw in a little bit real-time strategy in there for the PvP aspects. And what I never really got in a ton of real-time strategy games are like, where then the world just will turn on you at any point and just send you a, a zombie of like you know a, a horde of zombie pigs or whatever that you also have to like like oh shit i gotta worry about that fuck the yeah. other team so there's just there's a lot going on and it's all in that minecraft aesthetic which is you know it's 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 like a part of you is like all right it's very blocky but then a part of you is like but then there's this i can see the charisma of it especially for people who grew up with that so uh, there's a lot going on there in that game and it just it looks like a, a blast it looks like a, a fun game that's a different take on the minecraft genre <laughs> excellent man coming out april 18th so you can look for that next game they show was a very interesting one it's kind of came out of nowhere like really understand why but uh they showed off a game called high five rush so at first when i saw this it's got the cell shaded visuals the over the top rocker style just high energy big on the humor and yeah i'm looking at it i'm like okay so is this gonna be their their like substitute for sunset overdrive is this gonna hit that ratchet and clank kind of environment because you know it's a third person action game it looks like it's melee focus so you get into the game your boy Shinji Mikami comes out <laughs> because it's coming from Tango and he brought up the the lead designer for the title and apparently it's a rhythm action game where you attack on beat but the game it, the game is basically doing the equivalent of quantizing where you can play the way you want but it's going to keep all the action on beat even the world itself moves to the beat of the music of course all the different levels are going to have different music and they got some pretty they got a pretty decent list of contributors for the audio on the game i think i saw like nine inch nails and white stripes on the list so that's interesting if you're into music and games this might be one for you but yeah all the attacks are on beat all the action is on B, but if you input the buttons on the rhythm, then you get access to bigger attacks and you do bigger damage. And of course, they're just flashier, they hit greater area, do more damage. So it's interesting. It's, you know, it's coming up in that rhythm game genre. I believe the AMC mentioned similarities to Crypto the Necro Dancer, where this game seems to keep you on the beat and just limit you in what attacks and how much power you have access to, depending on how well you play on the beat. Whereas Crypto the Necro Dancer, if you're not on beat, you're going to die. <laughs> that's, just where, that's just where it goes. It's like the, the game doesn't do anything to help keep you on beat. You just got to keep on beat. And, you know, something you could pause the beat, let things happen around you, do that. But if you try to move on an offbeat, it'll just be like, <laughs> you get hit by something. So, but yeah, so High Bar Rush looks pretty cool. And the coolest thing about it is that it was released the same day that it was announced. So anybody who got an Xbox can go out and check that out right now. I'm hearing good things about it online. AMC, how did you feel about what you saw from High Bar Rush? 
Yeah, it looked great. Um, especially from this style of game in that, you know, it's uh build as, you know, it's an action game, but then you throw on their, I guess, rhythm action game. And so purely focusing on the action game standpoint, when you see a lot of games like this, you just it's it's the kind of games that like we kind of just we joke about, but you know, they're not bad games. Uh mm-hmm. like the 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 character action like where you you combo and you you juggling and comboing up people and <laughs> things like that mm-hmm. and you know what I will say about this a game that I'm currently playing Astro Chain that's very much in that like vein of like the the juggling and comboing up with people and I had taken a break from these style games and playing Astro Chain just after hearing hearing so much about it like all the good stuff uh, a platinum game so you know you know what they're coming with and playing it and you, you kind of get a feel for like oh like it's it's definitely like like combo i'm comboing up these dudes like numbers and 20 hit attacks things like that but if you if you're playing it right there is a a flow to the battle um which is like you attack attack you get a sync attack and then they throw in like kind of like it's almost like a a quick time but it's really just like a trigger where then you hit another button and then you get off another attack and then it, mm-hmm. it starts going to the cinematic feel of the battle as opposed to just if i were to ignore all that i could just go in and just you know 20 combo the guy but i wouldn't get the most out of the, out of the action and it just wouldn't have that great of a feel and this and I, this game looking at it it completely just puts that front and center where it's like there is a rhythm to the combat and if you do it you're gonna you're not only gonna get the the most action out of it but you're just gonna it's gonna be an overall just better experience and that's like what i want that's that's what i like the developer does where it's it's kind of telling you like look you can play this game how you want but if you want to listen to us you can play an incredible game (laughs) how you Mm -hmm. want and that's and so seeing that seeing the whole like you got the cat with you and it's serving as a metronome to to see the beat and then even as it goes into kind of the you know guitar hero aspects of the combat where you're then putting in a you're hitting the button prompts in a certain rhythm and then all of a sudden you're then dropping like a 30 hit combo from that based on you know how well you played that out it um it, it takes in so many things that you like from other games and then puts it in this action format which uh, leads to like, you know, just a very fun overall experience because I can see somebody playing through this game and then wanting to go back and like now really like hit it all in one point with like a just a smooth um, with a smooth playthrough where you're just like hitting all the things at the right times in the way that it's intended to be. And just, you know, just creating that 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 symphony that symphonic experience that this game is trying to give you and yeah i absolutely love it and it looks awesome from i'm I'm hearing good things about it and that's also what i will say about the dropping it like you know and this game is out um what i like about that is you know whether this ends up being a huge huge game or not it now gives a little more um credibility to these developer directs from xbox as far as like oh so like the the way the presentation started was it it had like this this whiteboard and you see the person write down oh like xbox developer direct four games and then they cross it out and then they put five games so you're like oh well we got a surprise game they didn't they didn't tell us about this when they were setting it up so and then not only that that they had a fifth game but the fact that that game was out right after the announcement so everybody who was then watching it live 
don't you know benefited from that in the moment because it's like oh wait a second what let me just hop on game pass real quick while i'm watching this mark this for download it's downloading while i'm watching the rest of this direct um and so yeah it's like this this little bit of interaction and payoff for watching an event live so a lot of these things like i i tend to just they'll you know they announce the event the the event happens i'll read the news about it and then i'll check it out later um and this is one of those ones like if if you know if i had a game pass if i had game pass i had an xbox then i definitely would have benefited from watching it live and so i like those little things and especially from i would say this part two is that typically when they do this you know we have a game and you can play it today like you'll see it at e3 it tends to be like you know a free-to-play mmo style of game where you're gonna hop on and immediately like get hit with a bunch of like microtransactions and and a massive multiplayer experience where this is like a straight up just action game from tango gameworks which is in itself a cool thing because you know you look at microsoft look at it as this western company but they have this japanese developer who's just in their stable who's putting out what looks like you even though like the music is very western a very japanese style of game you got the cats you got like the the kind of anime vibes to it and it looks like um very vibrant and like interesting you know characters within the world of the game so like a full-fledged game it seems uh as opposed to you know just hop on and play this multiplayer game that we're going to try to extract some money from you real quick uh and so yeah i think that all of that was handled well especially because of um what then came later with uh forza and we'll get to that when it came to you know the release date of that game so it's good good on them to have a game ready to play um because people were, were looking for dates for for all the games that were going to be announced at this event uh <laughs> so yeah let's let's keep it moving what else have we got Ada? all right knock another one off the list we got word that there's going to be some new elder scrolls online content with the with the new class the arcanist Yes. All about, all about casting spells. AMC's probably going to get into it because he loves some <laughs> spell casting. <laughs> and in addition to that, uh, for a limited time, you'll be able to try all previous chapters of DLC for free. <laughs> yeah, so that's like 20 DLCs worth of content. Yeah, if if it's still available, you may want to get up on that. AMC, is this enough to get you off the fence about Elder Scrolls Online? Uh, nah, I mean, I'm, I got my online game right now, and that is Overwatch 2. But from what I hear, people are enjoying it. It's, uh, people like to, as we discussed with, uh, you know, the death of <laughs> Marvel Avengers and people saying like, oh, these service games are all trash. Nobody plays them. Mm -hmm. And Elder Scrolls Online is one of those games that the people who are playing it, I hear, are enjoying it. Um, just another one of those live service games that you don't hear necessarily a ton of discussion around, but they're just sticking around and people are enjoying them and they're supporting it. And from what I hear, like, yeah, the, the game has been out for a minute and the last time they added a new class was I think like around 2017, I believe. Mm -hmm. So this doesn't happen often. So that's a, it's a big moment in the game as far as the people who are playing it, what they're about to get with like not only new content as far as the worlds and the, and the maps that they'll be pursuing, but then, you know, the new class that they'll be able to play that through. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to hear that they got like all this, the fact that they're going 
back and you know revisiting Mayroon's Dagon. Yes. <laughs> uh, so I got a little bit of oblivion in there because that that was fun. Like uh, I always liked that storyline. There are certain things like as far as gameplay that like you know I I just wouldn't be able to go go back to in that game mm-hmm. but um i like the lore of that now i definitely that's something that i would even like to see them revisit in like you know a future 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 elder scrolls game um that whole was it the daedric princes and all that like that mm-hmm. was that was great uh and just the idea of like you know the demons and how they what, what part they play within the world of uh elder scrolls so yeah uh I like what they have going on there um, as far as the additions that they have coming to that game. Next on this, we got a deeper look at Redfall, the game that's more far cry than Left 4 Dead. We got a release <laughs> date. Redfall coming out May 2nd. So that's what. So we got High Five Rush already. We got Minecraft Legends April 18th. And we got Redfall. May second, you know, we got a better look at the environmental storytelling, some missions, a better look at the characters, how they work together, as well as how they work individually. We saw some, some powers, a lot more locations. We saw a new type of vampire that can create a shroud of darkness and, and phase through the floor when it wants to get away from all the damage that you're putting on that ass. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> you know how it goes. Oh, we saw we saw characters pick up a couple weapons and you know that that has stats. We learned that there's customizable bits to the weapons, especially the the stakes that you'll find in the world that you can put onto the weapon. So one that's made out of a the the bridge of a guitar, another one that's made out of a crucifix. You know, it's gonna have little things that let you get your personality out. AMC, how did you feel about what you saw from Redfall? And is this release date pushing up your decision to get a Series X? Mm, possibly, especially that that co-op. I mean, the game looks interesting. Uh, I didn't I didn't get into Dishonored, so I'm actually liking this um, this this you know this turn that they decided with uh, with this franchise with uh, Redfall, um, a co-op shooter, but you know shooter with an emphasis on. A hero being a hero shooter i like that they have the different characters which basically serve as their own classes all with unique abilities it's very vampire focused which i love it's like if you're gonna go vampire then go knee deep in the vampire <laughs> so it's like you got your gun you're wearing them down you switch into your, your state gun putting that they, they reveal the heart you shoot the heart and then they <laughs> They do the blade, uh, you know, turn to ash uh, animation. So all of that was great. Um, they look very much like vampires. Just like they immediately start with the hissing and the fanging, and then they start flying, floating towards you. <laughs> uh, the use of the lighting within the, um, you know, the uh, the different places that you're going to be exploring is awesome. Um, and yeah, and then even showing off the the skill trees for each character, which means that there'll be a level of customization with each um, character that you can then do to give your own little um, personal feel to it. And so that that's cool. And yeah, it just an overall just interesting um, world that they decided to work within. It's like Massachusetts, so you got like um, that feel of the you know 
the docks in the harbor but then you're also just making your way through a neighborhood that's been infested by vampires <laughs> and you're and you're 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 working your way like they showed a, a mission where you you work your way to a a lighthouse you, you battle your way in they show that you can go through stealth and you you, you do that and you're just slowly changing the map to, um you're slowly opening up the map as you're making your way through and battling the vampires oh yeah and even with that like i love the the idea too is like as you're as you're finding more success and completing more objectives the game is going to get harder because they said you do enough the demons take notice and then they start sending the rooks at you then you got the you know, yeah <laughs> you got like that mini boss battle and then they said as you you know complete more objectives and you're making your way up to the was it the vampire gods the god bodies the god body and then you, you got you got that boss battle coming um so yeah it's a it's a good progression as far as like a, a gameplay loop and the fact that you're rolling there rolling through all that with the homies i think that that contributes to the game um so yeah this this looks like a dope ass game um I'm, I'm interested to see how people respond to it when it comes out um but yeah i'm 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 definitely having it there's definitely something that i would play if i had an xbox and, and yeah. definitely if i had a game pass totally having it i was taken aback by the level of detail and the art direction that's gone into the environments themselves. I mean, at one point, it, it, like you, it's open world, you're outside, you're taking on vampires and everything, but there are even moments when you go into interiors and while the character is making their way through this house, pretty big house, you know, you're seeing all the things that make it feel like it was a lived in space. <laughs> of course, there's the environmental storytelling and all those elements, especially in this this vampire setting where cultists and vampires are running loose. You know, you're seeing bloodstains everywhere. You're seeing notes and, and things written in blood. There's a lot of references to the blood. All <laughs> the, the blood is me and I'm the blood. <laughs> so there's a lot of that. And, you know, it's they're going through this. It's, it's like, when you get into those tight interior spaces, it turns into this survival horror type thing where you're walking around, you got your flashlight, you're just, you're clearing the house, looking for the threat. And you, you go through the whole house, you turn around, there's the threat. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, man, it's, this, this game, it's, it's selling me on the idea of what it's trying to accomplish. It's selling me on the location and the incentive to explore because you're going to be treated to just these lush environments. I mean, there's like forests and all kinds of things. And I'm, I'm really sold on the overall mission of cleansing the map of the vampire infestation. So yeah, Redfall's looking awesome. It's coming out in May. It's something I might get into. We'll see what I'm doing around that time. What's going to be out? Who knows? I might still be, I might still be chipping away at Jedi Survivor and Forspoken by then. I'll probably be done with Forspoken pretty soon. But yeah, probably Jedi Survivor. Just noodling away at that. I don't know. Probably just taking it easy and getting my body ready for Diablo. Not but a month and a half a week after that. But mm -hmm. Redfall, it's looking good. It's something that deserves to be on people's minds, less so on people's lips because people be talking that shit and, and they need to quit. <laughs> Game was cool. 
character designs look awesome. The character classes are unique and, and fresh. There's a lot of good stuff going on here. Arcane, you know, they're coming off the back of Deathloop, which was 10 out of 10 rated. So mm-hmm. this is, I, I can't say whether or not this is going to be another masterpiece, but what I can say is that for a developer that created Dishonored 1 and 2, which are games that just didn't hook my interest, but are regarded in you know a positive light by the people who have played them to see something like this that's coming that appeals more directly to my interests and knowing that they are a quality developer that definitely keeps it as a solid focal point of what's coming out in the first half of this year but amc the last game this (laughs) is the one this is the one i'm getting as soon as I can get a goddamn release date because Microsoft is sticking to this 2023 release window. However, take your time, get it right because I want it tight. We finally got a much deeper look at what's going into Forza Motorsport 8. Yeah, so the team at Turn 10 did a brilliant job of just laying out all the details and and technology that's going into Forza Motorsport 8. I mean, just the basics. We're going to be treated to over 500 cars leaning toward the newer side of the automotive spectrum. Uh, There's going to be over 100 cars that are new to the Forza Motorsport franchise. Or, yeah, that's basically what they're setting out. Uh, We're going to have 20 locations to race at. And there's going to be returning favorites and five that are brand new to this Forza Motorsport. Uh, and then there's just the racing itself. Of course, the performance is going to be 4K60, and it's going to have that ray tracing. Mm-hmm. So hopefully what that means is that I don't have to choose between performance and quality. Hopefully this means that it's just 4K60 with ray tracing, no, no special modes or sacrifices that have to be made because what I've seen this portion of the show twice now i've seen the whole show twice but i've watched this twice now and i it's increasingly difficult to discern this video game from real life especially with the ray tracing going on and the reflections it's like wait is this a game or are they showing like film from a race that they used as reference so (laughs) that's that's how good this game is looking right now. I've always made the comparison like um, GT7 looks real, but Forza looks alive. If that makes sense to anybody, like Forza looks like Forza looks like it's happening. GT looks like it is. <laughs> it's like you know, it's, yeah, like it's yeah, it looks great. It's in motion. Like don't get me wrong, GT7 also looks alive, but it's more it it's more like sterile and clinical. Like Forza is more action-packed and like grimy and gritty and, and to the ground kind of shit that, that's what i'm about i've always I, I can't say always but since like the 360 days when i got into the forza franchise there i couldn't help but prefer their approach to the driving sim space just because it it felt like it was more in tune with the needs of the player rather than you know spending all the time and energy you know, celebrating the cars like Gran Turismo. You spend way too much time 
waiting for menus to load and navigating with that pseudo PC point and click kind of setup. Whereas mm-hmm. Forza, it's, it's just way more like, yep, here you go, here you go, here you go, race. <laughs> that, that's what I'm about. I just want to get in there. I want to see these cars. I want to hear those engines. They're going to have 800 customizable parts. They, they stepped up the audio. So you're going to get unique sounds from your car, depending on what parts are on it. And it's, it sounds awesome. It looks incredible. I just want it in my hands. That's all I need. Love me some driving games. I love celebrating the automobile car guy, not a gearhead on the lower end of the car guy spectrum. Love me some cars. Don't know too much about them. Always thrilled to learn, especially with history. And, and tinkering under the hood, under that chassis. AMC, are you going to try to race your boy? <laughs> uh, no, nah, I've never been into it. I've, I've been more of an, an arcade uh, racing, if I if I ever, ever got into a racing game. So it's not, yeah, that, never mind. That Cruising USA vibe, that Mario yeah, Kart vibe. Exactly. Like, even like Need for Speed Heat, things like that. Um, and yeah, uh, but game looks absolutely amazing um can't really say more than what you've already said you're the you're the the resident forza slash gran turismo expert so i'll leave that all, all the details up to you uh cool to see yeah 500 cars all the it seems like they're putting a lot of emphasis on all the things that people who are into car games care about which is the look of the games how smooth it plays the options that i have like i'm curious to see what that I was gonna say build your own car campaign is, but I forgot what it was like. The actual name for it was, but um, oh, so they do have something like that. I thought you were just throwing out an idea when you said it. Oh yeah, no, it's an actual like uh, mode that you can play. So that's like oh, an interesting look on the campaign. Oh, yeah. hey, Dubs, get in it. Yeah, <laughs> build my build my GT five hundred Eldor. I don't know if they have a a Ford Mustang GT five hundred, but if they do, that's gonna be the one I built from scratch. Might have to send my dad some of the videos showing what I'm doing, get some suggestions. Yeah, that's great. I mean, yeah, yeah might want to change those rocker panels. <laughs> <laughs> those rocker arms. <laughs> yeah, I was like, it always takes me back to like, it was the first Need for not Need for Speed, um, Fast and Furious when he gets the uh, the frame for the the Supra, yeah. <laughs> and then he's like, I'm gonna turn this into it. He's like, what is this? He's like, this is your car. And it's the a 10 second you know, car. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the next thing you know, he's working on it. And building it um so yeah that that would be great if like what you suggest is, like you actually go to a junkyard and you start fishing through like you know frames of cars or whatever and then you just start from there and then you start building the car from scratch um but yeah we'll see i'm, I'm sure that they said i think they're gonna have i believe monthly um like you know developer things for forza and so you can get all the they'll go through all those details there but what they showed was pretty incredible um it's you know breathtaking yeah the changing environments how like the you know the 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 weather to the uh the time of day will change so that they said like one one lap will be drastically different from the next mm-hmm. um so yeah it has, and then also adding in that they're gonna have what south africa so they'll have a new oh, in, holy shit. a new new courses new tracks and things along those lines there on top of like what you can expect from previous forza games so it seems like they're building in all the right ways um for the current gen and so yeah i'm i'm totally curious to see uh what what what's going to be there one of the things i heard so you, as you had mentioned they have the uh coming 2023 for the uh announcement um and if you look 
at uh where all the uh, the windows are so as they went through each game they would then go back to this um this screen where there were windows for each game and they would have like you know the release date for each game listed under it like redfall had its release date uh, minecraft legends had its release date and then when you got to forza it had coming 2023 but what people were pointing out which is a possible easter egg which i'm not sure why they would do it but maybe it's a, a tentative so they didn't want to announce it but if you look at the coming in 2023 the g there's no space in the g so the g looks straight up like a six and so maybe it's the uh the drawing but uh people were saying like oh it's an easter egg basically saying that coming in june but they don't want a hard date in june <laughs> um, um, <laughs> yeah they also changed the o to a u so that uh, that that was another type of easter egg so yeah we'll see i mean i know a big thing is obviously um they're gonna have their starfield focus showcase after this and so maybe they're keeping dates open because you obviously you don't want like two huge games coming out within the same month and maybe you do um and so yeah maybe they give forza a tentative release date based on when they want starfield to come out uh and so yeah uh we'll see what happens with that but all that really matters is when forza drops i can't wait to see what a dub has to show because forza always looks amazing um when when you showcase it especially when i'm behind the wheel yeah <laughs> so uh, awesome in the chasing me early morning money like people in the bakery yes and, and i mean now you mentioned like you you you're looking forward to the focus on modern cars um with this game so that's something yeah. else yeah. to see yeah uh, grand Turismo 7 uh hundreds of cars leaning toward like kind of the older spectrum and by old like a lot of things before 2020 so you know it's there's things in there that i wanted but there's things i don't even know if there's things in there that i would want or at least things that aren't there that i want but it'll be interesting to see what forza offers and what that newer end of the spectrum is going to include you know i don't keep up on every car that comes out i just know that there are some staples that i like to see in video games, you know, I gotta have my McLarens, I gotta have my new Aston Martins, I gotta have my my Mercedes G, my Mercedes AMG GT, I gotta have you know my BMW M8. I saw that in the video. Gotta have my my mid-engine Corvette Stingray. I saw that in the Forza video. Gotta have some Porsches. They got those. Uh, they got four GT40s, so that's awesome. And yeah, I'm just gonna be looking around at all the different automakers, seeing what I can pull out the garage. <laughs> mm -hmm. I'm so excited, but yeah. So that about wraps up the Microsoft Showcase. As you can see, you know we we had some positive things to say about all the things that were on display, but there are some people who aren't so easily pleased. <sighs> Some people with higher standards. Mm. Some people who expected more. Ah. More, 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 more. Got troll of the week. Troll of the week. Troll of the week. Troll of the week. Troll of more, 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 more. Troll, troll, troll. Week, week, week. First troll says, damn, why'd they even bother? They could have just released Hi-Fi with the trailer and been done with it. That was awful. Uh, 
God damn. So none of that other stuff did anything for you. It wasn't informative. You don't give a shit about Redfall. <laughs> don't give a shit about Forza. Yeah. Next show says Xbox disappeared for a year and that's the best they got. A rhythm game and a release date for an average open world back for Blood Clone? (laughs) (laughs) Back for Blood Clone. Article out like for two weeks now saying that it's it's a Far Cry clone. (laughs) Back for Blood, Left for Dead clone. So Already seeing that some people are setting themselves up to miss out on whatever goodness that Redfall may have. Eh, it'll it'll be funny if it reviews well, but we'll see. Next troll says, that showcase made me sad to own an Xbox. Microsoft literally just went, sorry, we got nothing. <laughs> Showed you five games. <laughs> new content. Two, two new games. <laughs> My, Minecraft Legends and and a High Five Rush, which was released that day, and then Redfall. We're getting closer. We're just a few months away from that. We're drawing ever closer to whenever Forza Motorsport Eight supposed to be coming out. Still got Starfield on the horizon. No pun intended. And yeah, man. What the hell's going on? And then you got like the other, you know, day one Game Pass games that weren't like discussed here, like Atomic Hearts and whatnot. So yes. you got you got some first party stuff. You also got got some day one releases coming. But yeah, we we'll just ignore third that. parties. Got the guys. Yeah, but should I start a development studio that Godbody development? Never. <laughs> Everybody's just jacked. <laughs> no, we we're not a third party. We're a Godbody. <laughs> <laughs> Or God party. You get the, you get the God, God body games. <laughs> That'll sell your console. Next troll says, I knew it'd be crap. Typical Xbox. Uh, Next troll says, once again, I'm saying Xbox has no games. That just sounds like a salty troll. You need to get out of here with that shit. They got plenty of games. Next troll says, man, Xbox really don't know what they're doing. And the last troll says, well, that was disappointing. AMC, how do you feel about all this nonsense? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, one, yeah, they set us all up. So we knew what was coming with this event. Um, I was pleasantly surprised. You know, the four games that were announced, um, three of them I kind of I, I cared about. The, uh, the the fourth one being Elder Scrolls Online, which yeah. I recognize that there are people who care about that. So you got to have a little bit of everything for everybody. Um, yeah, all games that I would play. The, the notable ones for me, obviously, is, or at least Redfall and Hi-Fi. Uh, as I already mentioned, you have the coming 2023 for Forza, but I feel like that's offset with the play Hi-Fi today. So you got something to play. It's, it's not mm-hmm. like they, they said, we don't know when this is coming out and we don't care that you have nothing else to play in the meantime. Um, so yeah, that's great. The, I already mentioned the fact that it actually is a, a game that I would play that is um out today that's that's huge as opposed to you know we got this this throwaway game (laughs) out today if you care um and yeah it now they just they have a reason now for people to come and watch their developer directs because there's always the the possibility of a surprise which nintendo does really well with their directs so um yeah i i thought i thought overall it generated the right amount of buzz that they needed to i would say too the timing is 
if anything, perfect um, because we have what Forspoken came out, uh, Dead Space remake came out. But yeah, it's been a somewhat, if you don't care about like hearing about people debating about Forspoken, it was a relatively quiet week as far as gaming news went. So this was actually the perfect time to drop a direct like that as far as uh, we're not doing Starfield, but we want to showcase some of these other games that um, we think that you should be interested in when it comes to Xbox. And it also gives like, yeah, it gives a lineup to what you can expect for the first half of the year. And so um, I think that's great as well, because you now have some games to look forward to leading up to around, you know, Mayish June. And then we'll have, you know, announcements for the second half of the year. And so hopefully that means we'll be getting an announcement for whenever Starfield is going to come out. We'll get Forza's uh, date and then whatever else they also plan on putting out this year for the, the second half. So as far as like Xbox first party line lineups, um, I think they they definitely did a great job here. So yeah, I know how it is. People are going to find a reason to hate, but I'm I'm not that type of person. As I always say, if you have a state of play, a developer direct, uh, Nintendo Direct, if you show me one game that I would buy, then it was a, a success. And they showed me multiple games. So these people, they are far out of line and they need to get in line. Yeah. If you're not interested in Forza Motorsport 8 or Redfall, I don't know what kind of person you think you are, but you ain't. You might want to check your pulse. <laughs> yes. <laughs> check your pulse, see if you got fangs. Yeah. <laughs> put, uh, your, put your arm out the door during the day, see if you burn. <laughs> uh, do you have anything else before we move on to this next story, A-Dub? I do not. These trolls can take out. All right. Well, let's get into the next topic of the week. Top topic of the week. week. Well, we have uh, we have some interesting news by way of Neil Druckmann in a BuzzFeed interview as far as the future, <laughs> as, as far as Naughty Dog and the future of The Last of Us and Uncharted. So let's get into this. I got a little bit of reading to do, so bear with me. Oh Lord. Neil Druckmann told BuzzFeed that if the studio can come up, that studio being not a dog, can come up with a compelling story for part three, that being Last of Us part three, and is passionate about the project, it will make it. If not, it might decide to move on from the series like it has chosen to do with its other blockbuster franchise, Uncharted. So we got the cold open. Now let's get into the details of the actual interview. This, These are the words of Neil Druckmann himself. I know there's a bunch of people wondering about The Last of Us Part 3 and whether that will be a thing or not. All I could say is at Naughty Dog, we're very, very privileged that our publisher is Sony, which means Sony funds our game, supports us, and we're owned by Sony. They have supported us every step of the way to follow our passions, meaning that just because something is successful, people think there's always this pressure and we have to make a sequel. But that's not the case. For us, Uncharted was insanely successful. Uncharted 4 was one of our best-selling games, and we're able to put our final brushstroke on that story and say that we are done. We are moving on. Likewise, with The Last of Us, it's up to us whether we want to continue it or not. Our process is the same thing we did when we did part two, which is if we can come up with a compelling story that has this universal message and statement about love, just like the first and second <laughs> game did, <laughs> then we will tell that story. 
if we can't come up with something, we will have a very strong ending with part two, and that will be the end. Interesting stuff here, A-Dub. So I'll let you take it away. Them say, Neil Druckmann saying that we are moving on from Uncharted and then them also speaking about the, you know, the process that the relationship that they have with Sony and that Sony is not pressuring them to make a part three. And, you know, you play part two, so speak on just your interest in a part three of The Last of Us. So take if it away. If they put it out, I will take it. <laughs> because <laughs> The Last of Us is top tier gaming. The Last of Us 2 being probably one of the most well-designed games I've ever gotten my hands on. I mean, just down to the finest details, it did everything right from the gameplay perspective. I appreciate the risks and the, the challenges they took on with the writing as well as the characters. You know, it's not easy doing the kinds of things that they did with their story, especially when people just want basic straightforward shit that they're used to to give them something that's outside of that or just completely <laughs> rocks their world you know it, you're taking a chance and i appreciate anybody who takes those kinds of chances so yeah a part three uh, you know I, I could take it or leave it uh it and that's just like with the first game because naughty dog does a very good job of ending their stories in a definitive way while still leaving some things up in the air. Um, I mean, insofar as Uncharted, I really do want an Uncharted 5. I just don't want to play as Nate. Like, they, uh, you, have you played Uncharted 4? Yeah, yeah, I know the, uh, the kind of, the tease as far as, uh, oh, we might get future Nate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, you know, they got, they got his daughter now. And I was just like, okay, I, I, it would be dope if they rebooted the front, not even rebooted, but if they're going to call it Uncharted 5 or if they're going to reboot it, I would like to play as his daughter. And like, I'm pretty sure that we went on a whole thing about what they could do with the story, like how Drake takes the Sully role and he's like the old timer, but like the daughter is sneaking out and like trying to follow in her, her parents' footsteps of treasure hunting, but she's still a little still a little green around the gills or whatever whatever that saying is. <laughs> she's still a little green to the game, so she's getting in trouble, but her parents track her down, and then they go on the family treasure hunting adventure. She's like, this is what you guys do all the time. And they're like, yeah, you know, it's no big deal. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know how that thing goes. And like, that's her introductions to the treasure hunting world, and then from sequels and such, you can start going and like building her crew out and bringing her friends in or like have have Chloe be her mentor or something or take her under her wing, little protege. <laughs> do all that, bring Nadine back in, have a whole girl crew doing the shit. But yeah, man, Uncharted 5, if they do it, I want it like that. If they don't do it like that, uh, I'm not going to be rated across the internet, but I'm just not going to be as excited as I was for it if they had taken advantage of the story elements and the characters that they've introduced thus far. So, yeah, that's where I am with Naughty Dog. Really hoping for a new IP, looking forward to whatever this Last of Us 2 Factions multiplayer standalone title is going to be, especially with the, the teaser photo they put out of the docked overgrown cruise ship. You know, that's that's already hitting me a little close to home because a game that I've been thinking about in space and like I was thinking about this DLC where the DLC is a giant fucking space <laughs> cruise ship, but it's 
it's abandoned. <laughs> it's like the cruise ship, it's been missing. It, it, it just showed up. And then there's like a race between all the bounty hunters to, to claim the manifest and then be able to search the ship and part it out and do all that shit. So there's a lot of negotiating and finagling going on there. But enough of my own ideas. Back to Nodded Dog. Yeah. I'm looking forward to everything they do. I especially want a new IP. I, I want to see them take on a futuristic sci-fi kind of thing. So I, we know that something's been in the works over there for a long time now and just waiting for the formal reveal. I'm looking forward to stuff. Uh, AMC, you got anything else on the subject? Yeah, no, I, I totally agree with you. Um, for the most part, yeah, with uh, wanting new IP, like as we discussed last week, um, I forgot why it even came up with. Oh, yeah, because of uh, the best-selling games of the year and how well God Award did. But this idea of Sony Santa Monica is now free to do with it, whatever they want. And we we're discussing That's like how crazy. we were, Yeah, and kind of like we were just saying that, like, yeah, like we would rather see them do something different than do another, you know, take on God of War. Um mm-hmm. And the same thing I feel with Naughty Dog. I like I enjoyed Uncharted. Um, I played the first Last of Us, didn't play the second. So for me, I'm I'm totally like game for just doing something completely new. Um, we already know that they're great storytellers. And, um, but because of that, I feel like you can give them any type of, you know, new new world, new environment, new characters, and they can write the shit out of it. And so that's that's the um that's the excitement for me is where they would take, you know, that creativity towards like what was genre and how they would uh, attack that. And so, yeah, um, I, I like this. Um, I like this idea that the, uh, a lot of the, the major Sony first parties are because we know what Insomniac is locked into. They're kind of like the Marvel studio right now for Sony. So yeah. I like that they have these other major studios now kind of free to do whatever they want. Because I, I know that, that that is kind of a thing with, you know, kind of the pushback with Naughty Dog is that they become the house of Uncharted and The Last of Us. And so um, I know that would make a lot of those people happy to see them go in a new direction. I could see the only incentive to stick with un- with uh the last of us which uh you know we'll, we'll bring out the quick hits now and make it part of the story but you know just the glowing success of the last of us tv show and the fact that it's doing so well um in the areas that it's that's impacting with um i mean you had brought this up uh just how well the uh the sales of the last of us part one have spiked recently as far as the uk box sales um up over 200% week on week in comparison. People, people trying to see what that bus is about. Uh, and yeah, they even mentioned that the PS4 remastered version was up 300% as well. So people were just trying to get their hands on The Last of Us. On top of that, we got news that season two, that The Last of Us has been renewed for season two. Um, and even there with that, um, yeah, Neil Druckmann confirmed as well and mentioned that uh, it will follow, you know, let me see right here. What did it say exactly? Now, the second season will follow The Last of Us Part 2 game, just as the first season is based around the original Last of Us game. And so with that, uh, yeah. And so with that, you get season two. And if, you know, they're thinking about a season three, maybe that gets the creative juices flowing for what they would want to do in a part three game. Obviously, that season three would definitely air long before unless they took a major hiatus before a third game came out who knows i mean naughty dog maybe they can pump out games that quickly but they, they are focused on factions at the moment um and yeah and then the the other quick hit is that you know the 
the insane success of the last of us um let's see so i pulled this from game informer last week the last of us premiere scored hbo's second largest debut of an original series since 2010 last of us epi- so episode two the last of us infected has broken another hbo record infected brought in 5.7 million viewers across hbo and hbo max making it a 22 percent increase week over week from 4.7 at the premiere that increase is the largest audience increase from a first episode to a second episode of an original drama series uh for hbo <laughs> uh so yeah they're just the the reaction to the last of us is premiere is is showing like the impact and sales and things along those lines but what i did like is that neil and you could i mean if you if you're if you're cynical then you won't believe anything anybody says but if you're believing his words he's saying that sony isn't pressuring him to you know churn out the content <laughs> as far as from a video game standpoint to you know to match the success of the series and so that's good because if anything maybe if they're smart the, the the other way to look at it uh as opposed to you know going back to the well is that you know if he did this with this puts out another great game we got another great tv show (laughs) so that could be the other way to look at it as opposed to pressuring him to stick with the last of us and just keep you know milking that cow so um i do like that uh that he has spoken as far as like the freedom of creativity that he has for the studio and yeah i am looking forward to hopefully new stuff as opposed to continuing what they have going but as you said i wouldn't be mad with the last of us part three because from everything i heard about the last of us part two good game overall unless you know unless you got a problem with characters <laughs> now you know what's funny is that season two of the last of us tv show is basically going to settle once and for all the great debate online as to whether or not the last of us part two was poorly written or not because like i said sales of the last of us part one spiked because of the show which leads me to believe that there were people sitting around like this is based on a video game i gotta try that out like there's it just goes to show that despite how well a game sells there's still loads of people who either are unaware of it or just haven't gotten around to it and when things like shows come out they help to spark that interest and get it in front of people's eyes in a, a different method like the same thing happened with the cyberpunk edge runners anime and that spiked sales of cyberpunk 2077 among new customers it wasn't just people getting back into the game because of the renewed interest it was also people who hadn't experienced it at all who decided to jump into it because they enjoyed that cartoon so much and this is different because edge runners was an addition to the story and the lore of cyberpunk while the last of us tv show is based on the game itself and of course being a television show there are some things that are changed i read an article saying somewhere that the spores were changed to tentacles Mm -hmm. so and just you know a little context here i haven't watched the show yet myself if you guys have been following the show and been listening closely keeping tabs on your boys and our, our predilections and our preferences you'll understand that i'm the kind of person who doesn't really like to watch things until they're done unless it's anime and i just gotta watch it like i'm i'm knee deep in mob psycho 100 and chainsaw man and my hero academia the trigun stampede just started oh by the way afc 
<laughs> Trigun is back finally. So I gotta start that. Yeah, they have they have it on Hulu. But I'm also like eyeing that that bleach what thousand year war or whatever. So I'm like, damn, there's so much. At some point I gotta watch that. <laughs> but yeah, I gotta see what my 40 billion double dollar man is doing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, it's it, it's gonna be interesting because now it's not just gonna be gamers who are having this debate. It's going to be people who are in television and media and film and you know books, all kinds of stuff. People who aren't necessarily into gaming but are into stories and things, they're going to be able to chime in with what they think. And then I'm just very interested to see what these video game internet trolls are going to do when they go up against people who are actually knowledgeable and experienced in the field of writing as well as storytelling and yeah. development, things like this, and trying to convince them that somehow it was poorly written. It's like, well, actually, no, it uses this convention and it's using this technique and it's doing this. And, you know, it, it shows a creative risk and it pays off in this way. And I'm, yeah, so I don't have to be one of the few people online trying to tell people this anymore. You can just let an entire community of people outside of the sphere tell you how good the story is. <laughs> Very excited for that. And yeah. the, the, that troll of the week is going to be juicy. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it's so funny. Yeah, um, and yeah, I, I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't even doubt too that of that spike. I'm sure there were some people who were just like, you know, I'm gonna get off my bullshit. <laughs> like, it's like when the um, when the remake, like the part one remake was announced, and and people are like, oh, it's cash grab. I'm not paying for this. Blah blah blah. And I'm sure like there are some people who fell into the you know the mob mentality, and it's like I'm not supporting that either. I think Sony's on some bullshit. And then they watch the <laughs> show, and then they're like, maybe I'm on some bullshit because I, I got an itch to play some Last of Us right now. <laughs> and then they they hop back into that world, and they're like, oh, I'm enjoying this remake. Um, why was I why was I anti playing this game? Oh, because people told me not to play it. And I'm sure that I'm sure that there is a couple of those people mixed into that like that big surge. So yeah, I I, I think um you know quality should win in the long run and i feel like this show is uh, is showing a little bit of that there'll, there'll probably be some people who will try to bend over backwards to figure out ways to be like well 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 neil didn't write all the episodes so yeah we're, we're. <laughs> it's like yeah but it's based on his concept yeah but it wasn't neil really <laughs> so i'm sure there's gonna be a little bit of that but as long as they they hit those beats right People can't complain about at least the stuff that was leaked that I never read about that they didn't then decided that based on those leaks that the game was going to be bad. Um, if those things still play out in season two, then they really will have no argument. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, but do you have anything else, A-Dub, as far as quick hits, uh, stories? Um, I'm all out. All right. Well, this is Control Issues. I am the <laughs> See? Thanks for playing. Sucker! Sucker!